want to thank all those of you that work to uh, create our Sunday school and work to create our children's church and uh, that, that make the church work. I appreciate you immensely and may God bless you is my prayer. Today we are going to um, preach on the idea of love in action and um, uh, going to uh, share with you some of God's word on that topic. And so uh, stand with me in honor of the reading of God's word and we will uh, uh, look into the scripture this morning. Romans chapter 12, verse 9 through 16, Let love be without dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil. Cleave to that which is good. Be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love and honor, preferring one another. Not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation. Continuing instant in prayer. Distributing to the necessity of saints. Given to hospitality. Bless them which persecute you and bless and curse not. Rejoice with them that do, joy, do rejoice and weep with them that weep. Be of the same mind one towards another. Mind not high things, but condescend to men of low estate. Be not wise in your own conceits. Now, Father, we thank you for the word of God. I pray that you would open our eyes that we could see and our ears that we could hear and our heart that we can understand what the Word of God is saying to us. Then let us be able to apply it to our lives so that we can be conformed to the image of your dear Son. Now God, we know that that means to be made like Father, we sanctify ourselves, yield ourselves, and surrender ourselves to the word of Jesus Christ that's given to us through the Holy Spirit. We ask the Holy Spirit to have free reign, free rule, free ability to use us to speak. We will give you praise and honor and glory for all of that in the name of Jesus Christ, our high priest, our Lord, and our man in the Godhead. Amen. Today we mark the remembrance of when America went under attack. Now I want you to gather up on that concept. We remember 911. But what occurred at 911 21 years ago has just been the tip of the iceberg on the attack upon America. Just the beginning. Because in America today, we're under attack in many different levels, in many different avenues, and in many different ways. America has seen things occur in it that, in my 66 years, I didn't. I've never seen before. And so we, we have a, 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 the ministry of divisiveness going on in our country. And that ministry of divisiveness uh, seems to rip at the fabric and the hearts of people 
it seems to cause great stirs and rises in the minds of people. Great concern in the minds of people. And probably there is good just cause for that. But when I look at the Word of God and I see what the Bible says, and I see how Jesus did what Jesus did, I ask myself the question, should all of that rise be coming from the children of God? Love without dissimulation, abhor that which is evil. Turn against that which is evil, don't get involved with it. Be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love. Huh. In honor, preferring one another. Not slothful in business. Fervent in spirit. Doing what? Serving the Lord. Now someone would say, well, pastor, we live in a world that has so much going on that it's almost impossible for us not to feel like we need to take up sides. Feel like we need to stand on the side of right. Well, let me tell you something. If you stand on the love of God and the Word of God, that's enough right to stand on. If you stand in the love of God and the Word of God and in prayer, that's enough right to stand on. We don't have to beat the drum. We don't have to stand on the street corner and beat the drum about the things that the political world wants us to beat the drum about. We just have to live out the love of God. Love is an action word, friends. Now I'm going to show you a few things this morning about this great love of God that I don't want you to miss. Love is an action word that comes out of the economy of God. There are two kinds of love that are shown in the world today. There is the love, according to the Greek word that is used to mean uh, the word phileo, that is referred to your ability to love from a head knowledge. Now, most of our world today is operating out of the head knowledge of love. We say we love our family, we love this, we love that, we love McDonald's, we're operating out of a head love. Then there is the agape love, and that is the love of God that operates from the internal man. God operates from the economy of, of the internal man. He operates from the person, the character, from the lifestyle of love. It's an economy with God. It's this action that was used by Jesus, and I want you to see that. It's this action that was used by Jesus to do everything that He did. Now, I've looked at Jesus for years, and I've said, yes, He could lay hands on the sick and they could recover. He could go through all of the turmoil and persecution that He went through because He was the Son of God. Now, I want you to see that because the Holy Ghost stops me right there. Jesus went through much more persecution and turmoil than you and I will ever know. He went through absolute hatred by the world around Him, and I'm going to show you a story today that kicked all of that off. Jesus was able to navigate where He was because He was not operating with people by, based on how He felt about them. 
See, it would be easy for me to look into the world and say to those that do not have my perspective or my point of view, I don't care about you because you don't have my point of view, so therefore, forget you. I, I'm, I'll be divided from you. I, I'm not going to go along. I'm not going to be around. I'm not going to do any ministry for you. Forget you because you don't see it my way. But Jesus lived in the middle of that persecution and he continued to minister. How did he do it? What gave him the ability to do that? Was it because he was the son of God? And the answer to that is absolutely not. He did that because he operated from the love of God because his role was to show the world who God was. So everybody he laid hands on, everybody that he came in contact with, everybody that he healed and that he fed, that he rose, raised from the dead, everyone that, that reached out and got a miracle by touching his garment, what were they getting? They were getting the love of God. They were seeing the love of God in action. They were seeing the economy of God shown in the person. Now here's the question. Can you and I live in the economy of love? So when we go back to our text, can we love without dissimulation? Can we hate evil and cleave to that which is good? Can we be kindly affectionate with brotherly love and honor, preferring one another? Can we be not slothful in business, fervent in spirit? Can we serve the Lord, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer? Can we distribute the necessities of the saints and be given to hospitality? Can we uh, bless those that persecute us and bless those that that, that are against us and curse them not? Can we rejoice with them that rejoice and cry with them that cry? Can we be this of the same mind one towards another? See, my friend, in this economy of love, we don't look at people and say, if you go along with me, I'm with you. No, we look at them and say, when you rejoice, I'll rejoice with you. When you cry, I'll cry with you. I'm not going to love you out of my feelings. I'm going to love you out of the love that is in the love of God. And what is that love, Mike? It's a love of action. It's a love of absolute action. We know that Jesus exposed that love whenever he said in John 3.16, for God so loved the world, for God so loved the world. Jesus said that. Jesus said, for God so loved the world that he was going to give his only begotten son as the ultimate sacrifice of love. When Jesus went to the cross, it was going to be the ultimate act to show you that God loves you. The ultimate love in action. Now, Let me see if I can move further. Well, am I pushing the wrong button? There it is. So everything that Jesus did became love in action. Now today I'm going to show you that when Jesus operated in affection with a sincere burning of intense activity towards mankind, 
He did it out of the love of God. And you are charged by the Word of God to be able to do the same. You are charged by someone said, now when did that happen? Well, I looked into John chapter 14 and verse 21. In John chapter 14 and verse 21, the Word of God said that if you keep His my commandments, you do what? Love me. Then I looked up the word love there, and you know what kind of love it is? It's the love of God. It's the deep, complete standard of love that comes from God. Now then, I begin to look into what in the world, and where in the world was that love exposed? Well, let's look into Matthew uh, chapter... Matthew chapter 3, where Jesus turned the water into wine. Because in that story, we see the love of God. We see a man who is doing something on the third day. Why is that important to me, Pastor Mike? Because it was on the third day after he had been baptized by John in the Jordan. When Jesus came to the marriage in Galilee after the third day, because when Jesus got there after the third day, something miraculous was about to unfold in the lives of those in attendance at this marriage feast. When Jesus got there at the third day after having been baptized in the Jordan by John, his mother came to him and said, these people are in trouble. His mother came as the intercessor for the people at the marriage. They were in trouble. Here was a group of people who were lost and dying. Here was a group of people who were going to be castigated, talked about. They were going to go out into their community and be made fun of because they were not capable of bringing forward what was required in their own marriage feast. Didn't that just like our world today? Our world is not capable of bringing forward the love of God because they are trying to dig out of the old life and the old man the things that separate them from God. They're trying to live their life. They're trying to have life under the law. They're living in such a way that they are, they are living away from God. Well... Jesus' mother comes to him and says, these people have a problem. Jesus says, now watch this. He says, what am I supposed to do about it? It's not my time. It's not my time. Now what did Jesus mean when he said that? Well, he meant that if I go ahead and begin to do what I need to do now, all of the world is going to turn against me before my time. The religious leaders are going to be mad. Everybody in the community is going to be upset because I have come on the scene and done a miracle. Now watch. She then turns around and says to those that are servants, whatever he tells you to do, you do it. Now I want you to watch love in action. Here was a woman who had birthed this child. There was a dual love relationship between the two of them. 
And Jesus, knowing it wasn't his time, yet looked at this woman who had come to him as an intercessor for someone else. What am I saying? I'm saying that you can come to God as an intercessor for someone else, for your friends, for your world, for those around you that are in need. You can come to God as an intercessor, and he is going to respond to you with love and action. She said, whatever he tells you to do, that you need to do. Jesus turns around and says, you see those water pots over there? They were old water pots. They were large water pots. They were filled with water that could not satisfy. They were filled with a substance that could not meet the need of the moment. But when love came into action, the water that was of no use for the purpose of which it needed to be called. Now I want you to see it right there. Because we as a people and as a church are of no use for the purpose of which we have been called unless we understand the love of God. Because we will only love people based on how we feel. We'll love them if they agree with us. That's how the world is operating now. We'll love them <laughs> because they have come under our uh, ability to agree. But Jesus looked at the water pots and said, that's an old pot. It represented the old man. And it's filled with something that does not meet the need of the moment. Our church world right now is filled with a lot of stuff that doesn't need, meet the need of the moment. Our church world right now is filled with a lot of people preaching stuff that doesn't meet the need of the moment. Our church world is full of guys standing in a pulpit trying to tell us something about how to live that doesn't meet the need of the moment. Why? Because it is the continuation of putting something old in a pot that is full of nothing. That's what Jesus had to work with. There was a pot full of water that wasn't any good. Didn't meet the need. Our church world today has become the pot full of water. That doesn't do any good. We don't see lives change because we do not understand the love of God. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. If you love me from your spirit, keep my commandments. If you love me from your spirit, my father will love you. And if he loves you and I love you, he said, I'll manifest myself to you. The love of God today is not understood. It's not mined. It's not looked into. And I want to show you where Jesus operated in the love of God was that he took what was no good and of no use at the moment for which it was being needed, took it at the moment it was needed and it was no good. And then he turned that water into something that they said, this is the best we've ever had. My friend, you sit on the cusp of the very best that God has for you. But we don't understand love. We don't understand that we are made in the image and likeness of God. We don't understand that in the making of the image and likeness of God, of which Paul spoke of in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 24, when he said that we are created in God. That means that my inner man, who I am inside, reflects 
who God is. Well, who is He? He is love. That's who He is. Jesus looked at the water pot and said, I'm going to change what's on the inside. He didn't say He was going to change the pot. You see it? He didn't say He was going to take the old wrapper and make the old wrapper new. Now we look into Philippians chapter 2 and we find out what Jesus, Paul said about Jesus. Paul said, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus, who thought it not robbery to be equal with God. How could he say that? Because he had an old wrapper. He looked just like me and you. He had eyes and hair and hands and feet and skin and bones. He had an old wrapper, but something changed on the inside. Jesus looked around and he said, you see those water pots? There's a necessary change on the inside of them. So I begin to ask the question, why in the world would Jesus say, uh, Paul say that Jesus thought it not Robert to be equal with God? And you would say, well, because he was the son of God, of course. No, my friend, that's not why he made that comment. Listen to why he made that comment. He made that comment because when God made Adam, he made him out of the image of us. And inside was the difference that made Jesus who he was. It was his inner man that made him who he was. Paul then turns around in the book of Romans in chapter 8 and said that we should be conformed or made just like the image of Christ. How do we do that? We change what's on the inside of the pot. Jesus looked around and said, take those pots now because I have changed what's on the inside of them and give them to the governor of the feast. And when he did, the miracle was that the inside of the pot, every cubic inch, every part of it, every parcel of it was changed until what was in there was better than it ever was before. And we know that water is called the nectar of life, but the wine was changed. And they said the very best has now come. Are you living in the very best? Jesus said, it's not robbery for me to be equal with God. I don't feel like it's robbery for me to be equal with God, even though I took upon the wrapper of flesh. I took upon the wrapper of what you are. He said, but in me is the love of God in action. In me is the love of God in action. Why did he behave like he behaved? Why was he able to stand in a conflicted world, in a divided world, in a world that had a religion based on law? Why was he able to stand and proclaim and declare the truth of God's word? Because inside the old pot was a new man. Inside the old pot was something that was better. Inside the old pot was the answer. And in this world in which we have today, it is the same. We need to be 
an old pot, but a new man. How do we do that? We get our inside turned into love and action. We get our inside turned into understanding that we don't operate on how we feel. We don't operate on what we see. We don't operate on uh, what we hear. We don't operate on any of that. We don't operate on what we can touch. We operate on the love of God and the love of God that transforms us, that is created in us, has made us to be like the image of God. We have the image of God in our spirit. Therefore, we don't have to operate off of the lie of feelings. We don't have to operate off of the lie of what it looks like. Mary turned around to the servants and said to them, whatever he does, whatever he says, you do it. What was she saying? He did not tell her he was going to fix it. Nowhere in the story did Jesus say, okay, mom, I love you that much, I'll fix it. She said to the servants, whatever he says, knowing that because they had a dual love relationship, that he was bound to honor that love relationship. He was bound to change their problem into something that would fix it and the ceremony. Now, when did he do this on the third day? When did he do it for you on the third day? He's bound to change your circumstances if you are willing to walk by faith and not by sight. That's what Mary did. Well, he came to them and said, fill the water pots with water. And he put the new wine, the new man in the water pot. He put the ability of change in the water. It became wine. It served them. They called the governor and he drank it and said, this is very unusual. Because what it was, is not what it is. How it was is not what it has become. Now we live under those very same spiritual ideas. Who you are is not who you were. How you used to be can never be how you are. Got to live this life under the concept and ideas that love comes out of the inside of you. You may be wrapped in an old wrapper. You may be placed in a new time, a new space. You may face new problems, new persecution, new turmoil. But I want you to know that when the water in you turns to wine, the best is yet to come. When the inside of you turns to where you learn to love out of the love of God, the agape love of God. Someone said, Pastor, I don't know if I can ever get there. Jesus said you could. Jesus said that if you would simply follow my commands, you would show that you love me and God would love you. Now, I want you to also understand there was another time when Jesus spoke to them about love and loving God when he said God loves you as a friend. He loved Abraham as a friend. Abraham was called the friend of God, actually. God loves you as a friend. God loves you as a friend, just like Jesus said. 
But God also understands that in you is the image and likeness of Him. What you have to do is simply turn on that image of light and likeness. Whenever I get up from prayer in the morning, I decree that I am the image and likeness of God. That my inner man is the image and likeness of God. I say, God, I believe that as Jesus thought it not robbery to be equal with you, my inner man that was born in the image of God and the only thing that kept it from continuing, continuing operation in the likeness and image of God was the fall. But the fall has been eradicated by the cross. And on the third day, the fall was eliminated from my life because Jesus rose from the dead. And <clears throat> when He rose from the dead... He brought me a spirit of life that is in Christ Jesus. Therefore, I am as alive today in my inner man to the love of God as Adam was on the day that he was made in the image and likeness of God. That's what the third day did. That water was turned into wine on the third day. Therefore, my inner man is transformed into the image and likeness of God based on the third day's application of the risen Jesus Christ who rose in the spirit of life that is the new law. So I live in that law. I take that law. I agree with that new law in my life. I am living from the inside out based on the love of God. You love me. I love you. The Father loves me. And Jesus loves me. Manifest yourself in me. Be love in action. If I can get love in action, then I can go places in life. Then I can succeed in life. Then I can come to the place where I can have dominion in life. Why do I know that, Pastor? Because that's what Adam had. That's what Jesus had. That's what John had. That's what the, the apostles had. That's what Philip had. That's what Stephen had. That's what Paul had. That's what all of the New Testament churches to have. But we have to understand what is on the inside of our butt. The best is yet to come. Why is the best yet to come, Pastor? Because if I understand love, I can go and do anything. If I understand love, I can look at the persecution, troubles, and trials of life and speak the love of God upon it. Adam took around and God said to him, now I've created all of this. Watch it now. Watch it now. He said, now I've created all of this. Adam, come here. I want you to name it. Do you think Adam said, oh, wait a minute. Not me, God. No. No, God, you made it, you name it. The Bible said God stood back and looked and watched Adam and was marveled at what Adam was able to do. Well, how did he do it? Did he do it out of his head? Did he do it out of how he felt? Did he do it out of how it looked? Did he do it out of how it sounded? No, Adam did it out of his spirit.
out of the love of God because there was a connection that God knew Adam would be able to utilize that was the connection of his spirit and Adam's spirit. So what's that mean to me, Pastor? We go to Jesus. How did Jesus do what he did? He did it out of a connection between him and God. He said, I only do what he says. I only do what I have seen. I'm doing it out of a love connection. Why didn't Mary know that he would fix the problem? Because there was a love connection between her and her baby boy. When we have a love connection between God, it will come out of our spirit and dominion will belong to us and life will belong to us and faith will manifest for us and we will begin to become the love of God personified to the world so the world can see who the Father is. Think about it, friend. Adam looked at him and he began to call him by name. In his day, he said, you're a lion. You're a possum. You're a skunk. You're an elephant. God marveled. Jesus came along and those names did not need to be used. Everything that had a name was named by that time. Jesus came along and they had different names. What were those names, Pastor? They were death. It was death. Jesus had a name to deal with, and it was death. Let me tell you what the Word of God said about the love of God. Paul would look back and say, Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, death, where is your victory? Death reared up its head in the form of blindness, and Jesus spoke to it out of the love of God and blindness was rectified. Death looked up as the spirit of, of death itself in Lazarus and the widow of Nain. And Jesus looked at death and said, Death, come out of there. And the widow of Nain's son got up and Lazarus walked out of the tomb. Death was there in the form of the blood of a woman for all of those years. And she touched him and death came out of there. How did he do it, Pastor? by the love of God. He looked at the little girl who was laying in bed and she was also appeared to be dead and he said, Death, you have no control anymore because the love of God has come to pass. Jesus did not need to name the animals. He just needed to deal with death. Huh. He needed to look at the old water pot that was dead and say to that water pot come alive Jesus does not need to deal with us in any other fashion but through the love of God because he will take your dead spirit and make it alive in himself he will change you out of the spirit of death into the spirit of a new life he will bring you into the righteousness of God because he has spoken life into the world of death by the love of God that transforms man's body into a living being in his spirit and manifest in his body. What a great God we serve. Jesus did not need to rename the world. He just needed to deal with death. 
Love in action is what Jesus was. Watch it now. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish. What did He give His Son to do? Die. In death, what would death do? Death would defeat death, hell, and the grave. Jesus would speak directly into the old pot and bring about the best that's yet to come. He'll speak into your body that's dying. You're dying right now where you are. But if you know Christ, He'll speak out of the love of God into the death world that is called your physical maladies and your physical calamities. And He will bring out of the death world the very peace of God that will move you into one place, from one place into another. And you will raise your hands and rejoice and say, The best is still to come. Isn't that wonderful? He didn't need to speak in the same way Adam did. He spoke to a death world and he brought it to life. He spoke into a world full of cancer, full of body problems. And he said to you, the love of God the love of God, the Father, wants you to know something about Himself. He loves you. The economy of heaven wants you to know something about yourself. He loves you. The economy of heaven says to you, in, where, in my place, in my throne room, amongst my people, there is no dying. There is no tear. There is no hurt. There is no pain. And I am coming to show you the economy of the action of God's love. Because when He spoke to death, death lost every ability to alter and to hold man in its clutches. To hold man captive, love became an action when Jesus came to the earth. What a great and mighty God. So what in your life is being held captive by death? What part of the old water pot needs to have new wine instilled? What in your body would you say today is rebelling against the work that Jesus did? Now I want you to get that because the Holy Ghost quickens it to my mind. When your body operates in the position where it is rebelling against what Jesus did, if you will walk by faith and not by sight, just like Mary said to the servers, and recognize that in you is the likeness and image of God, and death has been destroyed and defeated by a new law called the Spirit of Life, then you can live in the love of God 
that comes out of the likeness and image and then be conformed or made just like or to be a profile and a resemblance of what Christ was, of who He was, of how He defeated death. So what's that mean to me, preacher? I can be healed. I can be made free. I can be delivered. I can be made totally free from the addictions of life, the desires of the lust of the flesh, the pride of life, and the lust of the eye. I can be made completely free from the thing that Jesus came to speak to, death. You can be. Bow your head and close your eyes. Now, I don't know what's going on in you today. But I know that your faith can mix with his faith because Paul told us so. And that you can become absolutely the overcomer over the word that Jesus came to defeat. You can have new wine placed into your pot today. You can have new direction, new healing, new encouragement, new peace. You can have it all placed into you today if you will come to the understanding of this one single factor. In you is the likeness and image of God. Jesus said so in Genesis, God said so in Genesis 1, 26 and 27. In Psalms 82, the Bible said that you are the children of God and therefore... You become gods inside. Paul told us that about Jesus in Philippians chapter 2. And he spoke the same language in Ephesians chapter 4. He spoke the same language in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10 when he said that you are the workmanship of God. And Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 24 when he said you are created in by God to be righteousness and holy. What's that tell me, Pastor? It tells me that in you is the love of God. You are the love of God. Your spirit man is the love of God. Christ is in you the hope of glory, the love of God. It all belongs to you. It flows out of you. It comes through you. But you have to recognize that this love is the part of you that is showing you who God is. Now, who is he, Pastor? He is the healer. He is the deliverer. He is the preserver. He is the one who makes safe. He is the one who makes sound. He is the one who makes whole. He is the one who delivers every application of the salvation of God. How does he do it? By faith. By faith. Coming to the knowledge and understanding that you are the likeness of God, not your past, not what you've done in any good or any bad, but in you is the likeness of God. You can now be conformed to the image of His dear Son. What does that image do for me? It cleans me. It heals me. It causes me to lose all of the deterrence that keep me in my flesh, that allow me only to love those that love me that allow me only to feel how I feel about something. No, it changes everything, friend. It allows you to love from the inside, from the spirit of man. That allows you to follow the commands of God. What are those commands, Pastor? 
to defeat death, to defeat decay, to be healed. Now, right where you are, the power of God can heal you right where you are. A man of God can lay hands on you and heal you. God can heal you through that man, but you can be healed right where you are. You can be made totally free right where you are. How? By understanding the love of God that is in your image. Because if you understand the image that is in you, love in action is in you. That love in action is an economy of God that changes, that transforms, that heals. It gives you what you need. It comes out of the inside of you. It's out of your spirit. Now, I don't know what it is you're in need of today. I don't know what peace or encouragement you're in need of today. I just know that if you grab what it is I'm talking about, love in action, then you will grab a hold to God. You'll grab a hold to God. Not grab a hold to a preaching that causes you to be stirred and not changed. I want you to grab a hold of God. Where is He? If you believe in Him, He is on your inside. He is living in you as His own image and likeness. All you have to do is tune in. Tune in. Tune in to who He is. And what He'll do is He'll take that old wrapper and fill it with a new wine. When the new wine comes, you will say, Oh my God, the best is yet to come. I'm healed. I'm delivered. I'm free. The best is yet to come. I'm living out the inward God who has ministered to my body, ministered to my heart, and He has become my love in action. Now, whatever it is you need today, I want you to stand to your feet and lift your hands, and I want you to proclaim it. And I want you to call it out of your, out of your spirit. Call it out of your spirit. Father, I call out of my spirit today healing in my body. I call out of my spirit, Father, anointing, revelation, and demonstration. I call out of my body the love of God to minister to your people. I call out of my body today, out of my spirit, man, rivers of living water that flow through me into my world that cause death to flee. I call it out of myself, out of my spirit, Father, out of my spirit. Out of my spirit, Father, I call that today. I ask you to show yourself to your people. Show yourself today to your people. Minister to the needs of your people. Touch them by your power and by your presence. Touch them today, God. Minister. Minister in the heart and lives of these that you love so dearly. God, minister to the heart and lives of these that you love so dearly. Father, I pray that, that the, the, the very intense love of God will flow into your people. God, that you will move and wipe away all death, all of the trappings of death. 
Wipe them away, God. All of the trappings, Father, that Jesus brought us into the freedom from that captivity, that you'll heal these bodies, that you will move by your power and your presence upon your people, that love might come through them as they are conformed to the image of your dear Son. God, that healing will minister in these bodies by the love of God, out of their likeness and image of you. Father, these water pots need a new filling and a new demonstration of your power. They need, God, you to minister to them in great and mighty ways. Father, we thank you. We thank you through the love that is in you, through them, in their spirit, flow as a river of living water upon their bodies, upon their hearts, and upon their lives. Lord, we thank you today. We worship you today and we honor you. We give you glory. May the love of God be in action today. Fervent, intense, complete. The principle of the standard of how you do business. Father, we honor you and thank you today. We give you glory. We give you honor. We receive from the love of God. From the inner being of our body. May you flow as a river of living water. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise your mighty name. We worship you. We honor you. We praise you. God, may your love flow. May that be the river of living water that flows through our body. We receive it today. We bask in your presence. We love you. We love you from our inner man. Not from our head, but from our inner man. We give you glory. Father, we give you glory. I want to speak to those of you that don't know Jesus today, and I want to tell you, He's your answer. He'll change what's on the inside of you. It's what's on the inside of you that needs to be changed. He'll change you from hatred to love, from turmoil to peace, and it'll happen inside of you. And out of you will come the best. It's not your best life because of money. It's not your best life because of where you live or what you drive. It's the best that is to come out of your inner man that flows through you like a river of living water, changes who you are, changes your evil heart into a heart of love, ministers to you from love so that death can be defeated on your behalf. Pray with me, Father, forgive me, I'm a sinner. 
I want to repent of my sins and know Jesus. I want to live for Him. I want inner peace. Inner peace. Even though the world may be in turmoil, I want inner peace. Even though the world may be in trouble, I want inner peace. So I receive Jesus Christ as my Savior today. And I believe that inner peace, the transformation of creativity that comes by the love of God, that changes me into the righteousness and holiness of God, is working. And the spirit of life has began to cleanse me and purge me into a new man. Fill my water pots and make them wine so that I can be what you've called me and meant for me to be. I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, friends, may God richly bless you is my prayer. As you go from here today, I want you to consider this. Inside you is the Spirit of God. His desire for man was that he would flow out of him like a river of living water. When he did, he would create such a new heart in you that all of the death warrants that hell placed on you, on your body, on your mind, in your body, all of the death warrants that were placed upon you with names such as cancer, liver problems, all of those death warrants that were placed upon you would be released, relieved by the love of God. And as Jesus spoke, they saw the love of God when the blind were healed. That belongs to you. I want you to know that. The love of God comes out of you for that specific reason. You were made in His image and it is not robbery for you to know and understand that you can be conformed to the image of His dear Son. That's love in action. Amen. May God bless you until we speak again. Thank you for being here. God bless you on Facebook. We'll see you at 6 p.m. tonight.